Thank you for tuning in again today. This is Chris here with Would You Gaming. I want to take this opportunity to speak to you guys about the CMOS battery issue that we've been made aware of in the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and even the most recent PlayStation 5 console that's been released. So I want to discuss that with you guys, discuss how this affects legacy collecting, playing games, and older consoles, and how as a consumer this might not be the best thing for us. Because it seems very anti-consumer at the end of the day. But before we begin, I want to remind you guys, if you've not already, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know what we can do to improve the podcast. If you have an idea of what we can cover, just shoot us an email with that or leave it in the comments below. And I'll do my best to address that and see that we get that out expediently. But to begin with, we're going to just discuss this. So, Sony had planned to close their PlayStation 3, PSP, and the PS Vita store. On July 2nd and I saw a litany of different videos coming up we had Metal Jesus Radical Reggie all of them listing you know go pick up these games from the PlayStation Store digitally before they are no longer available so as you expect there was a lot of panic buying going on there so we had a lot of people trying to get that digital content at the last minute and inevitably Sony walked back their decision to close the PS Vita and the PS3 store they're still closing down the PSP store, but I mean that is a that's a much older console. I mean the PSP was prior to the PS Vita, so I can understand that from a business standpoint. If you still have a PSP and you're trying to download data, I don't know how you're doing it to be honest with you. I have one I purchased secondhand and it ran off the T-Mobile or AT&T hotspot. I couldn't make that thing work for anything. I couldn't get anything digital, so. Picked up the few physical copies I wanted for the game, the Star Ocean Second Story and Final Fantasy Tactics, and called it a day. But I'm I'm getting off topic a little bit here. So we had all these YouTubers going out there saying, you know, hey, you want to pick up these titles before they're gone. And Sony probably had dollar signs in their eyes. They realized, hey, we don't have to put any additional content out there. We could just pay for server upkeep. And this is a lot of additional content coming in. you got to imagine the profits were just... Pouring in on these older titles with just the panic buying. So from a business standpoint, I can't fault Sony for this at all. It was a smart decision to continue to squeeze as much out of those old IPs as possible and give gamers an opportunity to still obtain them. So the problem that we're running into here is the CMOS battery that is inside the PS3. We'll start with the PS3. I will take this by console by console basis. It's not so bad with the PS3. And understandable what happens with the CMOS battery if it dies in the PS3 and you're no longer able to connect to PSN the PlayStation Network to verify off their server then at that point your DLC digital content is just gone kaput nothing you can do about that is it is what it is at the end of the day we all signed that terms of service when we signed up for the PlayStation Store stating we were given a limited license to use these products and when they were no longer available it was just it was over with. There, there was your money. You're paying for a very long Blockbuster a rental or a red box if you're too young to know what Blockbuster is. But So that's not so bad, right? You can still play your phys- physical games if you have those. If they have DLC associated with those, that might be something you don't have access to. So in maybe 10 years or so or next couple years whenever they close down those stores, that battery dies you're kind of out of luck on those digital titles you might have spent money on in the past year or so but that's like i said this is understandable this is digital content 
we know at the end of the day, we're really not owning anything digitally. One of the main reasons I try to go physical in everything I do. But when we get to the PlayStation 4, things get a little bit tricky there. And this is where it is a point of contention for me. With the PlayStation 4, if the CMOS battery dies, and there's no way for you to verify that license by connecting to the PSN network, in 10 years, let's say, if this console is legacy at that point, there's no uh, connecting to that network unless you're working with the homebrew community, have some know-how and know how to do this. You're not going to be able to play your digital content. Oh, yeah, that's well, well and good. Yeah, we just discussed that with the PS3. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is even your physical copies of your games that you might have purchased from brick-and-mortar stores, off Amazon, anywhere, those won't be playable. To me, this is an affront to consumers. Nowhere on the PlayStation 4 box does it say anything about an internet connection is required. And Sony doing this after the crap that, that, that Microsoft caught in E3 when the Xbox One was announced, when they were trying to make it impossible for you to resell games, like if you just owned a game once you purchased it, like it was verified there, that is your copy, even the physical copies. And they quickly walked that back. When Sony made fun of that by showing how they shared games, just handing it back and forth with each other's. So it's just, to me, for Sony to have something like this in place on their devices is it's, it's hypocritical to say the least. But to me, as a consumer, if I'm spending my hard-earned money and I'm going out of my way to make sure that I purchase a physical copy of a game... By all means, there should be nothing preventing me from playing that. Even if I want to go back 20, 30 years from now. If I've got grandkids, I want to dust that guy off and uh, and dust them up and enter the gungeon or any old games. I want to play Children of Mortar or anything like that. There should be nothing preventing that, in my opinion. To me, this is just anti-consumer at its base and it's pushing you to have to buy those games again on the next-gen console. Because not every developer is going to offer a free update. And we're seeing that with the PS5, in particular, EA, all these great, great uh, companies like that. I think uh, one of them was Control was trying to stick you with an update uh, cost. Now, the the decent developers out there, the ones who have their ear to the ground and are, are in tune with their consumer, those guys are offering free updates for the PS5. So, to me, it's just, it's, it's not a good look for Sony, and I am really hopeful that in the future... If they go back and they do some type of firmware update or something along those lines that lets us at least be able to play our physical games. Because I'm, I'm, I go out of my way sometimes just to get a physical copy for preservation purposes. I think to myself, hey, maybe I'd like to play this in the future. You know what, I'll go ahead and pick up a physical copy or limited run might be running. Some kind of deal where I could get something that I don't want to lose again. I did in particular pick up the Scott Pilgrim vs. The World due to the digital license and the issues surrounding it, because I didn't want to run into that. Well, newsflash to me, that really didn't matter. I could have just bought the Switch copy and been good there and not even went over to the Sony side of things, but I picked up one on both. So, to me, this is really... It, 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 it's not something that I agree with whatsoever. And if I can at all, I will make sure that I'm picking it up on Switch until I hear news that Sony is maybe patching this out or fixing it or anything like that, I'm not going to make it a priority to get the PS4 version of the game. Because at the end of the day, I can buy my Switch cart. I don't have to worry about it at that point because I can just pop that guy in and play it. Because at this time, 
We don't know of any issue like that with Nintendo's console. Now, who's to say in a year or so there's not something that goes on where some of these uh, more tech-savvy individuals actually find out what's going on there and it is there as well. At that point, you might have another podcast episode for me here griping about that. But I just, I'm not in agreement with this at all. And when we go to the PS5 and look at it, this is not so bad. Again, your digital content's gonna not going to work. That seems to be across the board with PS3, PS4, PS5. Your digital content... It's just gone when their server, that server access is gone. But select PS5 games will be able to be played. Uh, if, if your CMOS battery dies there and you're unable to connect to networks, select games will work. I don't have a complete list of all those games, but the fact that any are unplayable if they're physical games is just nuts to me. Especially given the fact that you clowns are trying to mark up games to $70. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't know what Sony is thinking with this. And this, well, actually, I could probably tell you what they're thinking. They're seeing dollar signs in their eyes. Let's sell that old game again, like they've done with so many games on the PS4. We had remakes of Shadow of the Colossus. We had Ratchet and Clank. There are so many remakes on the PS4 that are from earlier consoles, even back to the PS2. I mean, for goodness sake, if you look, we have a Prince of Persia game coming out in uh, a couple months. That is a PS2 title. We have Mass Effect Andromeda coming out this month. That is a Xbox and PlayStation 3 title. So they love to re-release things and sell them to us. But it just... DRM in general is not something I agree with. I mean, digital rights management, I understand ensuring publishers are paid properly for their product. But shorting your consumer in this way is just unacceptable to me. And I feel like... I personally am not in a hurry to get a PS5 anymore at this point because I'm seeing this trend going forward and it puts a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe I should just wait for the Switch Pro whenever that drops or, heck, go over to Microsoft because you know what? They're adding backwards compatibility for a large number of their older games. You're not losing access to that. There might be an internet connection required for that for you to connect your console but heck, it seems like that's even required with your PS4. Because, you, like I said, CMOS battery dies, no connection to that server. You're just out of luck on that old game you might have liked. And, I mean, it's for video game preservation, this is not what we want to see. We want to see the exact opposite of this. And this is almost enough to push an individual over to the PC side who might have been on the fence or something along those lines. Because a lot of those games, you can get those DRM free connect to the network download never have to verify a single thing again if we're able to do this on the pc side of things where there are many more game releases where there is rampant piracy and everything why can't we do this with sony's console which is much more heavily regulated i hope at the end of the day that we get some kind of resolution to this there's some firmware patch because like i said i i love sony's first party ips I love the console. I love playing on it. I mean, the the controller, I, I used to like the Xbox controller, and I'm just accustomed to the PS4 at this time. So, but anyways, let me know get what you guys might think about this. Do you think it's kind of scummy of Sony to have this in place? Do you think they will put something in place to make sure that we're able to access our purchases going forward? Or do you think at the end of the day we're just dollar signs to them? 
Hey, let me know what you think. Like I said, again, this is Chris here with Woody Gaming. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy.